information that uh, we're about to give will be on the Department of Finance and Budget intranet page. Um, so here is an overview of what I'm going to cover in the presentation today. And as I mentioned at the end of the presentation, there will be a time for questions. Um, before we get started on the main presentation, I want to turn it over to County Administrator Tim Hemstreet for some opening remarks. Uh, thank you, Caleb. And, uh, uh, hello, everybody. I hope uh, you all are doing okay. I do want to thank all of you for your work over, you know, since March. I mean, thank you for your work all year round. But I think uh, what's been happening in uh, in the world, and then in our country, and then all the way down to Loudoun County has been a very challenging year uh, for for all of us. Uh, in different ways. And so I, I do want to acknowledge that and also thank you uh, all for what you're doing every day um, uh, for Loudoun County and for our residents and our businesses. Uh, it's it's definitely, it's definitely been different. Uh, for many of us, it's also been uh, difficult and, and challenging. And I do want to acknowledge that and you know, tell you that I appreciate your work, as does the Board of Supervisors. Um, getting into the budget, just a little bit about uh, where we are. Um, it, it looks like uh, what we're going through right now with the pandemic is likely to continue through the majority of uh, fiscal year 21. Um, based off of what we see or hear out there, uh, it looks like uh, it will be the end of this calendar year or uh, maybe early in next calendar year where a potential vaccine would, might be available. Uh, viable vaccine is just the first step. So even once that is available, it still takes um, three or four months before that vaccine becomes commercially available. So just where that places us logistically is uh, probably somewhere in um, second quarter of the calendar year or perhaps fourth quarter of the fiscal year at the earliest before we start to see some, some return to what we would consider uh, pre COVID-19 operations. So that does also have an impact on the budget. Uh, the Department of Finance and Budget has been reporting to the Board's uh, Finance and Government Operations and Economic Development Committee on a monthly basis. Their most recent report was given uh, last night at the Finance Committee meeting. Uh, we continue to have uh, some uncertainty in both uh, the national and local uh, economies. And so uh, because of that and in anticipation of that, the board approved the FY21 budget and then immediately after that froze um, $100 million, split $60 million with the school system and then $40 million with the county. Now, the, the number one reason why we, uh, the budget office and myself recommended that. And the, and the reason why the board did that was in order to ensure 
that everything that was in place in FY20 would be able to continue on into FY21. So even though that even though things for FY the new things in FY21 pay increases, base budget increases, um, new positions uh, across the board were frozen. Those were things that were new, and that was anticipating a potential revenue shortfall. So uh, with all that said, what that basically means is that we do not anticipate that there will be a situation where we will impact existing employees adversely, meaning that we do not foresee a scenario at all right now um, where we would be in a situation of having to contemplate uh, you know, layoffs or furloughs or reductions in pay or anything of that nature. So everything that was in place for fiscal year 20, um, we are very confident will continue to remain in place uh, as it was during FY20. Uh, and, and again, that was the primary reason why the board uh, chose to freeze or hold back uh, $40 million on the uh, county government side. Now, having said that, where we are, and this is part of what was presented to the finance uh, committee last night and has been provided to the finance committee on a monthly basis for the last few months is that our revenue collections and our revenue projections continue to perform a little bit ahead of what of what our economic projections were in the March and April timeframe. So what this means for us is that we believe it's very likely that we will be in a position towards the end of the calendar year, meaning the November or December timeframe, where we will be able to recommend to the board that they consider releasing a portion of the funds that are held back. So uh, again, we need to get through the fall. Uh, we need to primarily get past the October personal property tax collection event, uh, and then uh, possibly even the December real property uh, tax collection event. So just as a reminder, on the revenue side, you know, most of the budget, most of you spend your time on the on the expenditure side, but on the revenue side that that fund things, uh, our two main collection events uh, in the fiscal year occur in uh, the October, December timeframe, and then at the end of the fiscal year in the May to June timeframe. So uh, we really need to get past this first collection event uh, to feel comfortable that we uh, can start releasing some of those funds. Now, the reason why I point that out is because once those funds uh, can be released, what that means is some of the new things that were approved as part of the FY21 budget would now be unfrozen. So I, I just wanna reemphasize that. So the conversations that we're having uh, at the staff level with budget and then with the board of supervisors uh, as the governing body are around when are we gonna start releasing FY21 funds and when those will be available. So I, I wanna make it clear that that also means that we do not have any concerns that anything that was existing for FY20 and was a part of the FY20 budget is at all in any type of jeopardy. So uh, we should be, we should be uh, 
and you know very well off from from that perspective. Uh, now, having said that, if we look at when FY twenty one, if I'm sorry, FY twenty one resources that were frozen start to be become available, uh, we're looking at maybe an initial uh, tranche of of available positions and perhaps uh, pay increases and base budget things in the, you know, really kind of the December timeframe. Uh, and then once we get past the December tax collection date, uh, probably in the February or March timeframe, being able to release uh, whatever uh, might be remaining in FY21 that we're comfortable with releasing. So it most likely will not be the full $40 million, but it could be uh, a significant portion of what was approved in the FY21 budget. The reason why I focus on that is uh, there were approximately a hundred and um, Kayla's going to have to remind me of this, but it was somewhere around 114 positions or FTE that were approved as part of the FY21 budget. So if if the board doesn't unfreeze those positions until or the majority of those positions until that December through March timeframe, what that's going to mean is a lot of those new resources that were approved as part of the FY21 budget would essentially now be available at the literally the beginning of the FY22 budget. So what I would ask you to do when you're going through your FY22 budget request is just be cognizant of although those resources that were approved in new resources or additional resources that were approved in the FY21 budget have not yet been released. Uh, they, a significant portion of them are likely to be released somewhere between December and probably April of, of uh, 2021. So just keep that in mind because that's likely to impact or should have an impact on your FY22 budget request as you go through that, uh, mostly because uh, as an entity, each of the departments each of, and agencies, each of you will need to be able to absorb uh, the ability to bring on anything that's released plus anything you ask for uh, within a, a very quick timeframe. So it's also possible that some of the conversations we may be having with you is if there are additional resources for you in FY22, perhaps bringing them on later in the year, uh, just to provide some staggering between when the FY21 resources become available and then when FY22 resources will become available. Uh, part of the conversation that we've had with the board is, uh, which is another layer of complexity, is that the FY22 uh, projections on the revenue side are really difficult to, to project. They're a little bit, uh, I'll just say all over the place. A lot of that has to do again with what I started with in my remarks around the pandemic and when things are likely to start to return uh, to something that resembles pre-pandemic uh, or, or pre-pandemic operations. And so that also flows out into the general economy, which is where we get our revenue. So uh, just wanted to kind of give you an idea of conceptually where we are from a high level um, as that leads into the FY22 budget planning and process. And so with that, I'll turn it back to Caleb. 
thank you, uh, thank you, Tim, for those remarks. Um, all right, moving into the presentation, uh, I do want to just quickly introduce uh, the budget team. And I neglected to do this at the start of the presentation, but I'm Caleb White, the uh, Assistant Director uh, for the Operating Budget here in the Department of Finance and Budget. Um, my colleague, Megan Burke, is the Assistant Director for the Capital Budget, and you can see the rest of the team here. As Mr. Hemstreet mentioned in his remarks, the, a lot of economic uncertainty exists due to the COVID-19 pandemic in both fiscal year 21, as well as for the upcoming uh, year in 22. Obviously, the continued uh, progression and hopefully resolution of the pandemic will be a major factor driving economic activity through the remainder of the year. Um, on the staff level, we are concerned about the uh, resulting uh, economic fallout from this event, things like potential business failures, could there be uh, cascading impacts to the commercial real estate uh, market, which would uh, impact valuations, um, will taxpayers um, experience difficulty in paying their taxes, which is why we're so concerned about uh, seeing how the tax collections uh, for personal property in October and real property in December goes. Um, we are in a period of elevated unemployment, especially compared to um, Loudoun's, the last 10 years of Loudoun's history. Uh, so that remains a concern if that unemployment level is elevated uh, throughout fiscal year 21 and into 22, which it is likely to do. Um, additionally, there's uncertainty regarding if there will be more federal stimulus dollars, and if there are more federal stimulus dollars, what uh, type of form that will take and if they would be allowed to be used for things like revenue replacement. So in our planning for fiscal year 21, when the board adopted the fiscal year 21 budget back in April, $100 million in new expenses were reserved for potential COVID-19 revenue loss. And this was split 60 million, 40 million between the schools and the county government. So I wanna emphasize at this point for fiscal year 21, we have planned for up to $100 million of potential revenue loss by freezing new expenditures. So these new expenditures include uh, what Mr. Hemstreet covered, which is compensation, increases, uh, base budget operating and maintenance adjustments, uh, personnel to open, capital facilities, and then the prioritized resource requests. And I wanna emphasize again, at this point, our reserve of $100 million uh, appears to be more than sufficient to address potential revenue loss due to COVID-19, and no additional action is anticipated. On the contrary, uh, what we're hoping to get to in the next few months is to be able to start releasing some of these new expenditures out of the reserve. As Mr. Hemstreet mentioned, with the uh, phasing release, um, what we are tentatively looking at, uh, and this could be subject to change based on additional data that we see from tax collections and other economic projections, uh, but we're tentatively looking at sometime in the December timeframe, uh, a likely recommendation for a first release of from the reserve uh, to the board 
Um, our likely recommendation will probably include the compensation increases, some amount of the critical base budget adjustments, uh, personnel to open capital facilities, and then depending on what's available, uh, we'll see if, if we're able to go any farther down the list. As we move um, more towards the winter into the early spring, tentatively in March, we would anticipate a release of additional prioritized resource requests. So moving on to fiscal year 22, um, we think it's important to have that context of what's going on in fiscal year 21 because it significantly impacts our development process for fiscal year 22. As Mr. Hemstreet mentioned, we are anticipating being in um, what we've been calling a COVID-19 operational posture uh, for likely the remainder of fiscal year 21. That in itself is a large impact to the organization. I know probably each of you is acutely aware of the impact to your department, just in terms of um, complications to your day-to-day -day business activities and the amount of time it takes department leadership to um, address COVID-19-related issues uh, in their department. With the likely timing of most of the FY2021 new positions that could be released um, occurring sometime in the late winter, early spring timeframe, we anticipate with that timing, most of those new positions would not actually start coming online then once they are recruited, hired, and onboarded until the late spring, summer timeframe. So one of the uh, considerations with new resource for resources for fiscal year 22 um, is the organization's capacity to add additional positions um, in early in fiscal year 22 or perhaps at the midpoint in fiscal year 22 when taking into account the fact that we will likely be onboarding most of the fiscal year 21 positions at the tail end of fiscal year 21 and into fiscal year 22. We have a number of discussion items scheduled with the board's finance committee this fall um, that may potentially result in priorities that the board is interested in seeing in the budget. And one of the things that staff is doing in working through those conversations with the finance committee is trying to present realistic implementation plans given um, some of these factors that are laid out here in this slide. Uh, additionally, the Internal Operations Committee is um, working through this logistical problem of the timing of new positions in fiscal year 21 and potential new positions in fiscal year 22 to help the budget office uh, and county administration identify a reasonably executable um, level of growth um, should, re should revenue be available um, for fiscal year 22, so we do not overcommit ourselves from a logistical standpoint with what we can deliver in the budget. So as your department is approaching potential resource requests in fiscal year 22, um, it is very important to consider your department's capacity, including your department's leadership capacity, to um, do activities such as recruiting, onboarding, training new staff in fiscal year 22, in addition to those fiscal year 21 resources, which are likely to be added at the tail end of FY21 or early in FY22. Um, given the um, 
impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on your staff. Um, any start or expansion of programs needs to be looked at uh, with your reasonable departmental capacity to execute uh, the planning of that during this COVID-19 operational period. Because of these, factor, these un factors that are creating uncertainty, um, this creates a challenge for evaluating resource requests um, here in the 22 budget. Uh, our, our thoughts on how to look at fiscal year 22 resource requests and, and try and um, perhaps look past a little bit of our current COVID operational environment is to look at um, any unaddressed needs that were identified as part of the fiscal year 21 budget process. Um, we, as I mentioned earlier, we'll be working through a series of um, items that will likely develop into board priorities, um, as well as newly identified uh, needs could be uh, appropriate for resource requests if they're based on traditional performance metrics, such as population growth, uh, organizational growth, um, mandates, and things like that. Uh, and then obviously um, capital facilities that are scheduled uh, to open in fiscal year 22 or that need to start um, uh, bringing on staff to be ready to open soon after fiscal year 22. So with that, I'm going to get uh, down into the details of the budget process calendar. And as I mentioned at the start of this presentation, this, this um, calendar will be on the intranet page. Um, what we've broken uh, these next few slides out into is to show um, what your department's tasks are, but then also what finance and budget budgets tasks are, so you can see how your tasks that and deadlines that we're giving you for the budget process line up with the work that the budget office needs to do to prepare the budget. Um, so starting tomorrow, Hyperion will be open. September is the time uh, to do the base budget work in Hyperion to uh, work on your resource requests. Moving into October, um, work in Hyperion needs to be complete by October 13th. Uh, resource requests are due on October 9th. Work on performance measures. And then starting uh, in October, we will have the um, annual department meetings with the county administrator, and those are in the process of being scheduled right now. Uh, moving into November, meetings with the county administrator will continue. Uh, in the December timeframe, uh, the budget office will be working collaboratively with you to uh, draft the narrative uh, sections of your budget pages, and we will be reviewing those and then finalizing the budget document in January. In February, the county administrator will present the proposed budget to the board. Um, CIT work sessions with the Finance Committee will begin in February also. Then leading into March, uh, we will uh, move into the operating budget work sessions uh, with the board. Just want to note here on Hyperion, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it is open to department users starting tomorrow through October 13th. Um, please remember that you can move funds um, as necessary within your department budget 
as long as there is no net increase to the base budget. Uh, we will be offering virtual training sessions um, on Hyperion and how that's going to work is TJ Pruitt, who's the uh, systems analyst uh, here in the Department of Finance and Budget, will be sending out an invitation for a go-to meeting. If you are interested in attending either one of these trainings, you can just simply accept um, that go-to meeting invitation. I just want to go over again here some key dates and milestones, and I'm going to put this slide back up when we get to the end of the presentation and get to questions. But as I mentioned, tomorrow um, Hyperion will be open to department users, and then we'll have Hyperion training on September 16th and 23rd. Uh, base budget requests are due on September 30th. Uh, resource requests are due on October 9th. Hyperion will close on October 13th. Uh, performance measures should be complete by the end of October. And then um, in the October, November timeframe, we'll have the department meetings with the county administrator, um, work on the budget document in December for finalization in January, and then the county administrator will present the budget to the board in February. I do want to highlight two additional upcoming trainings. Um, the budget staff on September 18th will be presenting Budget 101 virtual webinar, um, and we will also have a workshop on September 25th, sort of open hours to help um, departments with their resource requests. Um, there will be uh, additional either GoToMeeting or WebEx invitations sent out for these trainings. So if you are interested in participating, once again, you can accept the invitation to these trainings. So once again, I'm, I'm going to leave the key dates and milestones up here as we move into the questions process. I do really appreciate everyone's uh, time and attention. I, um, I hope that uh, you found this presentation useful. And uh, we are ready now to move into a time of questions. And just as a reminder, uh, to ask questions, please use the chat feature here in the WebEx. So go to the bottom of the WebEx interface, hover, click on the chat button. Um, ideally, make sure the chat is to everyone, though, as I said, the host, Lisa Erickson, will also be monitoring chats in case any questions come directly to her. So at this point, we will open it up for questions, um, and I'm going to give um, a little bit of time here for questions to start coming in, and then myself and the other budget staff will start answering the questions as we see them. I see we have a question from, um, from Wendy Wickens, and her question is, is the Budget 101 presentation for all staff, regardless of whether they are a manager or not? And the answer to that question is yes. Um, the, uh, the Budget 101 training is for any staff that are interested in the budget process and, um, and 
department directors and managers think they would benefit from that training, we, we certainly want to offer that to any staff who would benefit from it. Are there additional questions? I have none on my end, Caleb. I understand there may be a question about organizational charts, but uh, Lisa and I are unable to see it. Okay, so the question is, when are organizational chart updates due? Um, and those, I believe that's referring to the process that um, human resources uh, engages in, um, in along with the budget process. So uh, I do not know the exact answer to that, though we will find out and make sure that is posted on the intranet page as well. Are there any additional questions? I'll give it about another 30 seconds to see if additional questions materialize. Caleb? Yes, sir. Was there a budgeted tax rate number proposed by the board as guidance this year? Uh, we have not, we will be um, having an initial discussion regarding um, potential specific revenue numbers, tax rates at the October Finance Committee as part of preliminary budget guidance. Thank you. So I see there's a question here from, um, Kathy Richardson, are um, merit increases included um, in the consideration for the initial release from the reserve? So this, I assume, is referring to the fiscal year 21 reserve. And the answer to that question is um, yes, those will likely um, be part of the recommendation for an initial release uh, from the reserve, depending on the amount of revenue that could be available to support that. Um, staff has indicated um, when, when the board adopted the budget back in April uh, that our recommendation for um, prioritization of release of funding, um, that um, compensation increases for staff would likely be at the top of that list. Lisa, at this point, do you have any additional questions that you have seen? No, I've not received any additional questions. All right, well, um, obviously your budget analyst is available for additional questions. I'm certainly available. If you have any additional questions, feel free to send me an email. But I do wanna thank everyone again for their time and attending this virtual kickoff. We are looking forward to the upcoming budget process despite the um, unusual circumstances, and uh, I, I do uh, hope that we're able to, uh, despite these um, 
unusual and difficult circumstances execute a smooth budget process. So um, with that, I want to thank everyone for attending uh, today's meeting and look forward to um, moving forward with you in the budget process.